place. Hallelujah. Amen. He's here. He is here. Hallelujah. He is here. Just like he was up in the upper room. Praise the Lord. It's lovely to be here. And um, I'm here today to uh, speak, actually. So uh, I've got some ideas. And I didn't really realize it because, as you know, we plan our calendars a year or two in advance. And so it was, it's been, I've been coming here for this Sunday since 2017. So, uh, so basically, I have some thoughts uh, this morning about uh, Pentecost and Pentecost Sunday. And so I just want you to turn to uh, your Bibles in Acts chapter 2. Praise the Lord. Hallelujah. Praise the Lord. And you know, some people would say that this is like the church's birthday. And, uh, you know, this was the birth of the church on Pentecost Sunday. And whilst we don't follow the traditions of men, I was quite excited about potentially sharing a few thoughts about Pentecost. And uh, Jesus said, in the book of Acts chapter 1, first of all, um, he told them, uh, it says here from verse 4, and being assembled together with them, he commanded them not to depart from Jerusalem, but to wait for the promise of the Father, which, he said, you have heard from me. For John truly baptised with water, but you shall be baptised with the Holy Spirit not many days from now. Therefore, when they had come together, they asked him, saying, Lord, will you at this time restore the kingdom to Israel? And he said, it's not for you to know times or seasons which the Father has put in his own authority, but you shall receive power when the Holy Spirit has come upon you. And you shall be my witnesses in Jerusalem and in all Judea and Samaria and to the ends of the earth. Praise the Lord. The promise of power. This morning's message is about the promise of power. And the Bible says that you shall receive power after that the Holy Ghost has come upon you. And you shall be my witnesses. Jesus did not leave us alone. He did not leave us abandoned. But when he went up to heaven, he said that I have to go so the Comforter may come. And the Comforter has come this morning. And the same Spirit that raised Jesus from the dead lives inside to all of those who have accepted him in this place this morning. Hallelujah. You know, the Holy Spirit is in you. Hallelujah. And, and it's not something that is affected by our moods and our swings and, and anything. It says that he lives in you. Christ in you, the hope of glory. And it doesn't matter where you end up or what you end up doing or anything like that. Christ is still in you. He's in you at work. He's in you in the car. He's in you at the bus stop. Hallelujah. He's in you in the doctor's surgery. Praise the Lord. Christ in you. Hallelujah. And you know, we pray for the Holy Spirit to, to come inside us. And we pray for the Holy... Every week, we pray, you know, we might sing a song that talks about the Holy Spirit coming inside us and, and living inside us. But actually, what we're really singing is, Holy Spirit, we acknowledge that you are already inside us, but unpack yourself even more so I have a full realisation of what it means for Christ to live inside me. Hallelujah. Praise the Lord. And you know, um, 
and then it talks about the idea that they were in the upper room. And, uh, and it says, uh, I'm just going to start with verse 1. When the day of Pentecost had fully come, they were all with one accord in one place. That in itself is an hour sermon. One accord, one place. Hallelujah. The Bible talks about that when there is unity, the Lord commands a blessing. And you know, when there is unity in our hearts towards others, then the blessing can be unfolded. When there's unity in the house of God, the blessing can be unfolded. Hallelujah. Praise the Lord. And, and it is the one accord. And, and I, I, I am of the opinion that the reason that sometimes the blessing isn't made manifest in people's midst is because there isn't one accord. There's not one accord. You know, how is it that, you know, the, the Lord has already said that, it, you know, we used to play that game called Mousetrap, the board game, where you'd have to put all the bits together and then you'd press the buzzer and then it would go all the way round and then it would trap the mouse. Uh, you, do you know what I'm on about? Does anyone know what I'm on about when I talk about mousetrap? And you see, everything was in one accord in order for that to happen. And that's what has to happen in our midst. That when we are of one accord, you know, the old hymn, they were gathered in the upper chamber as commanded by the risen Lord. And the promise of the Father there they sought with one accord. And, and my prayer is that we will come together even more, even in times of strife and difficulty and attempts of disunity, that we will come together knowing that the one thing that we are all after, more than riches, more than fame, more than power and more than position, is him. Is him in all his risen power made manifest by the Holy Spirit. You know, I am so glad that I am part of this ministry that has no pecking order, it has no authoritative concept apart from that under heaven and those who have been appointed above us as elders. But the idea is, is there's no other things here to worry us, but we're just focused on the unity. The unity of the Spirit and the unity between each other. And it goes on to say, and suddenly there came a mighty rushing wind from heaven and it filled the whole house where they were sitting. Then those appeared to them divided tongues as a fire and one sat upon each of them. And they were all filled with the Holy Spirit and began to speak with other tongues as the Spirit gave them utterance. Hallelujah. And it talks about, it goes on to say that when this sound occurred, the multitude come together and were confused because everyone heard them speak in their own language. And that's what we need today. We need men and women filled with God's spirit who can speak the words of life in your own language. You know, the world out there does not understand church language. It needs the work of God in its own language. Hallelujah. And that's why, you know, God has blessed um, us all in this place with the ability to communicate and to speak his life wherever we are, wherever we go, with everyone that we meet, with every, whether it's in a school or whether it's, uh, uh, whether it's in a, a marketplace or whether it's with friends who don't know the Lord. You know, at the end of the day, God has given us the ability to speak the words of life in our own language. And in the day of Pentecost, the physical language came, and I have heard of manifestations and supernatural occurrences where that has happened. But the pe people in the world are crying out for the works of God 
in their own language. And the Holy Spirit will equip you, just like he equipped the disciples. He'll give you the words to say. He will, he will open your mouth if you just say, Lord, fill my mouth. You know, with Jeremiah chapter 1, he took a coal from the altar and he anointed those lips. And God will do that for you as well. As you attempt to speak in the work, work, works of God in their own language. Hallelujah. And it goes on to say that um, in verse 14, that Peter, standing up with the eleven, raised his voice and said, Men of Judea and all who dwell in Jerusalem, let this be known to you and heed my words. For these are not drunk, as you suppose, since it is the only third hour of the day. But this is what was spoken by the prophet Joel. And it shall come to pass in the last days, says God, that I will pour out my spirit on all flesh. Your sons and your daughters shall prophesy. Your young men shall see visions and your old men shall dream dreams. And on my men servants and on my maid servants, I will pour out my spirit in these days and they shall prophesy. I will show wonders in heaven above and signs in the earth beneath, blood and fire and vapour of smoke. The sun shall be turned into darkness and the moon into blood before the coming of the great and awesome day of the Lord. And it shall come to pass that whoever calls on the name of the Lord shall be saved. This event unlocked uh, unlocked everything so that everyone could call on the name of the Lord. It was no longer just for those who heard the words of Jesus. It was no longer for those who were in his company. But Christ, through the Holy Spirit, through the supernatural work of the Trinity, has been shed abroad to all of the world. And that's the significance of this, that it, was, it had representation from all parts of the known world at the time. People had gathered from all over. And you know, this, uh, this um, wonderful experience that we have, this love affair with Jesus, is something that sheds abroad out of our heart. You know, if you've got the blessing inside you, you can't contain it, can you? You can't contain it, it's inside you. People will look at you and go, there's something different about you. And it's Christ in you, because of the work of the Holy Spirit. I want to talk to you a little bit today about the Holy Spirit and, um, and what he does, really. And, uh, and the book of John, you know, Michael read from the book of John, and there's a few little bits that I just wanted to pull out for you about what the Holy Spirit will do if you but let him. And so I'm just going to start in John 14. John 14, verses 25 to 26. Hallelujah. These things I have spoken to you while being present with you. But the Helper, the Holy Spirit, whom the Father will send in my name, he will teach you all things and bring to your remembrance all things that I said to you. Hallelujah. You know, the Holy Spirit is a teacher. He's the one that does the prompting. He's the one that will give you something from heaven. Hallelujah. You know, um, it, it says here that the Holy Spirit is the teacher. And he's the one 
that is educating you. If you come to church on a Sunday morning and you go home on Sunday afternoon and you don't think about God for the rest of the week, that is not enough to sustain you on this walk. You need the Holy Spirit to be continually teaching and revealing things to you. And he will reveal things to you. Praise the Lord. You know, there is no harm and there is no, no problem at all as a child of God for Junior to pray for everything that he needs to revise before an exam because he's a child of God. And the Holy Spirit, by the work of grace, will prompt him and prompt others to almost know what to revise, praise the Lord. The Bible talks about it. The Bible talks about that those who are chosen and set apart for God will be blessed with every spiritual blessing. Hallelujah. So if you don't know the answer to the situation, the Holy Spirit will be your guide. Hallelujah. He said that, you know, uh, the Bible talks about that thy word is a lamp unto my feet. You know, when you are in the darkest of darkest rooms or in the darkest of darkest places, when you're out and it's pitch black and you cannot see anywhere in front of you, oh, the reassurance when someone brings a light and guides you. And you know, we have the Holy Spirit who is the ultimate guide, praise the Lord. He will guide you into all truth. If you don't know what to do about a situation, the Holy Spirit will guide you into all truth, praise the Lord. And he'll bring to remembrance the things that uh, Jesus said to us, hallelujah, through his word. And you know, when, when, when attacks come, when trials come, and when things start to go wrong, you know, we sing uh, an old chorus that, that's, uh, that's gone a little bit out of fashion in the last couple of years. I don't recall singing it in one of our meetings. Roll your burdens on Jesus, he'll give you a song. When everything seems to go, uh, when nothing seems to go right and everything seems to go wrong. You know, if everything's seeming to go wrong at the moment, well, praise the Lord. We have the Holy Spirit inside us that will guide us into all truth, that will lead the way, hallelujah, that will be the lamp unto our feet. Oh, I'm glad about the Holy Spirit, hallelujah. We weren't left alone, church, hallelujah. And we were left so that our joy might be full, hallelujah. The Bible taught, they, weren't, they were behaving in a drunken way. Hallelujah. They were behaving in a way that was totally irresponsible according to the eyes of the world. And who knows, you know, church meetings are often quite irresponsible. The ones where the Holy Spirit moves, people look and it's carnage. You know, 10 days ago, we were, some of us were in North Wales and it was carnage in those meetings. It was absolute carnage. All sorts was going on. But it was the work of the Holy Spirit. He was doing the work. No one was doing anything, praise the Lord. But he was teaching and revealing, hallelujah, praise the Lord. And um, as I said, he doesn't just teach us, gives us power as well. And we have grace, he gives us the supernatural gift. And you might think, well, how is it that I can walk alongside God? How is it that my standard of living, my way of living, my imperfections, how is it that people can walk alongside God. But you know, he gives us the grace, the undeserved favour to, to do so. And it says in the Bible that walk in the flesh, uh, walk in the spirit and you shall not fulfil the lust of the flesh. Those who are Christ's have crucified the flesh with its passion and desires. And if we live in the spirit, let us also walk in the spirit. 
Hallelujah. You know, this is a walk. And every day with Jesus is sweeter than the day before. Hallelujah. And you know, when trials and afflictions come, you know, Sarah, I've been thinking about you and the, the trial that you've had over the last few months. But praise the Lord, the Holy Spirit has been walking with you. Hallelujah. Walking. And it's such a blessing to have you here today in your car. And I believe the reason that you're moving ahead so fast is because you've got the Holy Spirit dwelling inside of you. Hallelujah. Guiding you into all truth. Praise the Lord. Hallelujah. You know, the Holy Spirit is of the same essence as God the Father and God the Son. And, uh, you know, I, I've been in a place before where people are like, well, you can't pray to the Holy Spirit. You can't worship the Holy Spirit. Well, but, 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 but why not? They're all the same. When we, the, these phrases are all, all indivisible. We believe in the indivisible oneness in this church. The idea that the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit are one. John, the book of John, Jesus said, the Father and I are one. He who has seen me has seen the Father. So you haven't got some impersonal force inside you. You have the person of the Godhead inside you. God chooses to shed, to shed himself inside you. Hallelujah. Well, you know, people make comparisons, and I do cringe when people make comparisons to the Holy Spirit and Star Wars. And, you know, like, use the force, isn't it? You know, that sort of thing. All right? And uh, um, the idea of the force. But, but he's so much more than that. He's so much more, isn't he? He's someone that we walk alongside. He's the one who reveals Christ to us. Hallelujah. We could not get to Jesus were it not through the Holy Spirit living inside of us. And Jesus himself described the Holy Spirit as a comforter. Hallelujah. He is a comforter. And when the trials come against you, hallelujah, our comfort and our hope is built on nothing less than him. Hallelujah. And the Holy Spirit that lives inside of you will cause you to praise in the midst of the storm, will cause you to walk on the water, will cause you to triumph in every situation, will cause you to have the revelation that even though you might feel like the tail, you are actually the head. Hallelujah. Praise the Lord. The Holy Spirit will reveal to you that you, know, you don't need to come behind in no good thing. The Holy Spirit will reveal to you that everything you touch your hand to will prosper. Hallelujah. Glory to God. Hallelujah. And I'm not just talking about money. I'm talking about your your family will prosper. I'm talking about those who choose to be your friend will prosper because of the Holy Spirit that lives inside you. Hallelujah. You know, forget the force. Think more about the Midas touch. Hallelujah. Everything that we set our hand to will prosper. Hallelujah. Praise the Lord. Hallelujah. Praise the Lord. Glory to God. Hallelujah. You know, the Holy Spirit will speak to you. He will speak to you. He gave Philip counsel in Jerusalem. So we know that the Holy Spirit will be your advisor if you but just listen. You know, sometimes we do a lot of talking. I do a lot of talking. And more over the last year or so, I've tried to just stop talking and do more listening. Because when I listen, then actually I learn something new. When you're talking, you don't learn anything new. When you listen... You can learn something new. You can listen. When you listen, you can learn something new. And often, we're too busy doing 
the works of doing things in church, but not enough listening to the head of the church. Hallelujah. Praise the Lord. And so that's why we don't despair and we don't get discouraged because we have the Holy Spirit and he's continuing to guide us into all truth. Hallelujah. Praise the Lord. The Holy Spirit, it's a powerful thing. The Holy Spirit is a powerful being inside of us. It has the capacity to lay hands on the sick and they'll recover. It has the capacity to change circumstances. It has the capacity to make things happen that weren't there before. It has the capacity to, uh, to, to do some tremendous things. And it's inside of you. It's inside of you. Hallelujah. It's not inside the pastor alone. It's inside of you. The fullness of God. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Praise the Lord. He creates. He regenerates. He's the one who sanctifies us. So we've been sanctified by the Holy Spirit. It's the Holy Spirit who, who convicted us of our sin and caused us to turn to the cross. It's the Holy Spirit, hallelujah. And at that moment, not after you've been to Bible college, not after you've been baptised, not after you've been confirmed, at that moment when you say yes to Jesus, I believe the Holy Spirit comes inside you and lives inside you. Hallelujah. And that's why we love to encourage people in this church. We love to encourage you. It doesn't matter whether you've been saved five minutes or 500 years. You know, at the end of the day, if you've got Christ in you, you've got something good to say. Hallelujah. Praise the Lord. Hallelujah. You know, um, and the thing is that where was the Holy Spirit? Where did the Holy Spirit come from? Well, the Holy Spirit was there at the very beginning. It says in Genesis 1 verse 1, in the beginning God created the heavens and the earth and the Spirit of God was hovering over the waters. The Holy Spirit has always been there. Hallelujah. Just like Jesus was there with them when he said, let us make man in our image. Hallelujah. And the Holy Spirit is the guide that will lead you. He is the usher that leads you to Christ, that leads you to the Father Go with the usher this morning and usher yourself up into the presence of God. Hallelujah. And the belief, I also believe this, that the Holy Spirit is never too far away from a believer. The Holy Spirit is never too far away from a believer. People can be doing, I've heard of uh, people who have rebelled against God and they've been in a nightclub doing their own thing and suddenly the Holy Spirit has just come so real to them because once the Holy Spirit's inside you, he has altered. There is an altered state that takes place. There is an alteration and you can't re-unalter that. And so the Holy Spirit will always be something that once you've had the Holy Spirit inside you, it's something that you will, you will never, ever forget that voice for the rest of your life. You will never forget that voice for the rest of your life. Hallelujah. Glory to God. Hallelujah. You know, it's so wonderful because he's here now with us. And the, the final thing, which I have saved to the end, um, is that, uh, that with the Holy Spirit as well, we know that it says that he will cause us to triumph. Hallelujah. And that there are fruits of the Spirit. And the Bible says, by your fruits that you will know them. And if you are allowing the Holy Spirit to grow inside you, 
These fruits will remain inside you. Hallelujah. That the fruits of the Holy Spirit in Galatians chapter 5 that talk about, uh, hallelujah, the, the, the fruit of the Spirit is love, joy, peace, long-suffering, kindness, goodness, faithfulness, gentleness, and self-control. And we don't even, we often stop there, but the next sentence is quite powerful. Against such things, there is no law. Hallelujah. Let's think about that for a minute. If you've got the Holy Spirit in you, and these things are being made manifest in you, the law, there is no law for these things. If these things are going inside you, the life of Christ, you know, you can tell someone who's born again, not by how well they preach, or what they do, or how they act. It says, by your fruits, you shall know them. Hallelujah. And I pray that we shall all have a greater understanding of what it means to have the fruit of the Holy Spirit because actually that's when people will pick from you. People will pick from you. If you are a tree established, just like my brother read, you know, by the streams, then the fruit will start to come. The fruit of the Holy Spirit inside you will, will affect those around you. Hallelujah. You know, Jesus didn't say you will know them by their preaching. He didn't say you'll know them by their miracles. He said you would know them by their love for one another. And that is my prayer, that we might be so caught up with him that actually that just the love of God just flows out of us and that we just have such compassion for those around us that actually this will lead people to Christ. Hallelujah. You know, I'm so glad because the Holy Spirit gives us the ability to overcome in this world. There's so much going on at the moment, isn't there? And I put a ban on North Wales about talking about any of the politics, and I'm not going to talk about it now. But there's so much going on at the moment. But the Holy Spirit will cause you to just triumph and leap over these things and say that these things don't move me because I've got the Holy Ghost inside of me. Hallelujah. And I can do all things through Christ who strengthens me. Hallelujah. When you've got Jesus, you've got everything. You have everything. Everything you've got. If you've got the Holy Spirit inside you, operating, then you've got everything. The only thing I will say is this, is that, that as a Pentecostal believer, I believe that the event at Pentecost was significant, more than just uh, more than just um, evidence of the fruit, but I do believe in the baptism of the Holy Spirit as well. And I believe that when someone becomes a Christian, that they can experience something even more. They can experience the fullness of God through the Holy Spirit, baptizing them and allowing them to do all sorts of wonderful things, such as speaking in tongues, words of knowledge and prophecy. You know, if you haven't got that this afternoon, pray for the, ho for the baptism of the Holy Spirit. Because it was at that moment, the all of those people believed in Jesus, but at the moment they got the tongues of fire, that's when they became the witnesses. That's when their shadow healed people. You know, they, it, says in the, it says in the Gospels that they went out and cast demons out in his name. So it was always possible. But the fact is, is that when you have the baptism of the Holy Spirit, you can do all things. Hallelujah. You will have the impetus. You will have the drive. You will have 
have the determination because the Holy Spirit is prompting you. You will walk in the supernatural. You know, I always like to think I walk in the supernatural. You know, whether I, regardless of how I, how I feel, I am a spiritual being and so are you. You are a spiritual being. You are not of this world. You've been bought with a price. And you know, we're, we want to walk in the spirit. We want to talk in the spirit. We want to eat the finest of the wheat. We are not eating the scraps like the dog at the table. But Jesus has brought you to his banqueting table. He's told you to come and dine. Hallelujah. And this afternoon, may we experience everything that the Holy Spirit has got for us. Let the Pentecostal fire descend in our hearts that we might be set ablaze for him, that we might blaze a trail, hallelujah, for his glory and for his honour and for his kingdom, hallelujah, and that the unity of the Spirit will remain in every area of our life. Oh, hallelujah. Let us make sure that we don't in any way stop and prevent and clog up and somehow break the mousetrap with disunity. Hallelujah. Let us keep our accounts clean. Praise the Lord. Hallelujah. I want us all to pray now. And I want us to pray for the Holy Spirit to just flood our souls now in Jesus' name. Oh, hallelujah. Hallelujah, 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 hallelujah. Oh, thank you, Jesus. Let the glory of the Lord so fill us, take over us, sweep over us, Lord, this afternoon. We pray in Jesus' name. Let us just be filled to overflowing with the glory of the Lord. Hallelujah. Let us just walk out in faith. Let us do bold exploits for you, Lord. Let the Pentecostal fire just descend in our hearts. Let people realize that we have the flame of God over our lives in Jesus' name. Lord, set us ablaze for you, I pray in Jesus' name. Hallelujah. Let us do bold exploits for you, Lord. Let us lay hands on the sick and let them recover. Not because of anything that we have done, not of any special merit that we have, but because the Holy Spirit dwells inside of us. Oh, hallelujah. God is taking people. God is illuminating people in this place this afternoon. God will reveal to you that you are no longer a weakling, that you are a giant. Hallelujah. God will reveal to you that you are no longer a pauper, but you are a prince. Hallelujah. Take your place this afternoon in God's table. Hallelujah. And take everything that the Holy Spirit has for you this morning. If you don't know Jesus in this place this afternoon, you can experience Jesus through the work of the Holy Spirit in this place. Hallelujah. If you feel a long way away, I tell you the Holy Spirit has already rearranged your soul. Just open up your heart and let him come sweeping in, in Jesus' name. Slip away and breathe his name. Oh, hallelujah. Hallelujah. Hallelujah.